Hi, I'm Sarah Koenig. This is one ringtone told over the course of several rings, and the story it's telling you is to answer your phone. wanted to keep you they would have offered more anyway <laughs> uh starting again because i also had to stop the recording i don't know Braden can throw in the butterfly clip stuff if he wants yeah Do if not really need what you to guys hear need that. Know is butterfly clips anyway uh hey i am your <laughs> welcome po- uh podcast welcome to podcast welcome to i think you'd be into it the podcast about your problematic faves i am your usual host beth scorzato brandon cannot be with us today so we have been joined with a guest host jessica gem who's still looking for butterfly clips hi it's important i promise it is, <laughs> it is important y'all you don't even know and uh we are joined today by the lovely amanda hootman hi um she's with us finally after she is the faded guest that we canceled on because uh someone <coughs> me is an idiot who had to go to the emergency room uh i wouldn't i wouldn't say that like getting pneumonia makes you an idiot i don't think that that's a thing that you get for being dumb i think well, that's a getting it twice in a row is maybe what you get for being dumb i think that's quite common though isn't it i don't know come back I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm glad you're better. I am uh, better. I am better. I have not I been sick in like a month. I think it's very sweet that you you were trying to power through. <laughs> I did. I arrived here to record this this very podcast, um, and she was doubled over, and she was like, "I'm I'm just like in a little bit of pain." And Brandon was like, "We're gonna go to the ER." She's like, "I." I you were trying to walk it off. I did. I was trying, trying to walk to it off. <laughs> I was hoping I was it was a cramp. <laughs> Just put a nice bandage on it. You'll be fine. I was hoping it was a cramp. Uh, it was pneumonia, um, <laughs> and she was doubled over in pain because her she was slowly drowning. It was fine. Turns out her lungs were filled with liquid. Whatever, y'all. It's mm. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, speaking of things filled with liquid, uh, <laughs> right now I am recovering from a cold. Um, so if you hear me hack a little so bit. So it's me. I'm the yeah. one filled with liquid. My nasal passages <laughs> are filled with liquid and like my my throat a little bit as well. So I could be coughing and hacking, but I, I'm not dying. I'm just. Sorry, right. Brandon coughs and hacks on this show all the time, but mm. that's just because he's bad at smoking. Um, anyway. He's gross. Yeah. So uh, before we get deep into the topic at hand, which is uh, true crime and how fucking excited we I love that you wrote problematic true crime up top. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you guys, def- you guys define problematic fave as something that you love so much that you don't like. That like, yeah, that it's everybody's bad. sick of it. We can. We we can define it however the fuck we want. It's our podcast. I specifically chose something that I love so much that people are t- tired of me talking about it, yeah. and something that I'm like, this is something that I love despite the fact that I know that it's problematic, and so I like. I'm a super type A person and I love any excuse to do homework. And I was like, I'm going to sit down and write a document uh, with bullet points about all the reasons why the thing that I love is bad. (laughs) And I did. (laughs) Next time, I really need you to make a PowerPoint. Okay. I need to see this. I mean, if this was a visual medium, I would have. (laughs) Sure. Why can't podcasts be a visual medium? Podcasts? Podcast. We have a podcast. We do. She's have a not podcast. here right now. She's a little. She. We don't normally do morning tapings. This is her sleep time. Uh, 
fucking lap a luxury cat at 11.20 in the morning is my cat's <laughs> fucking prime sweet sleep time. Um, so before, like I said, well, that's, uh, God, Brandon's going to hate me for this mm. episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. Um, I'm not. We're, JJ's not. Uh, we're going to talk about a thing that we're into this week, as we do every every week. Um, I'm going to use the moment to, uh, I'll go first, I'm going to use the moment to be that person that says, hey, this episode's coming out mid-October, go fucking make sure you're registered to vote, and then vote, you motherfuckers. I swear to God, if you're not registered to vote, I will find you, and I will do something. Oh my god, you're going to be the next serial killer. You're going to yeah. kill all the people who didn't register to vote. Speaking of true crime. <laughs> yeah. True so that's crime it. all over your face if you that's don't it. vote. That's it. I mean, if you've got if you've got your own thing you're into this week, you can fucking throw it out there, but if not, I'm just going to leave it with we're all just threatening people to vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, vote. <laughs> we're all into voting. Go fucking do it. I'm actually I'm political I'm canvassing on a political campaign up in like the Santa Clarita district right now yeah um and I am going to door to door threatening people to vote and you're wearing an I love mac and cheese shirt so if they don't listen to you then they're just an idiot look at me I am a relatable person I love mac and cheese don't you love mac and cheese I do go vote look at me I'm a normal human (laughs) I vote you should vote too I I am definitely a human being I am not who a robot. votes. I am a <laughs> real human being. I am not a Russian bot. <laughs> I love mac and cheese, like all American women. <laughs> no, you know what though? Actually, that's true. All American <laughs> women do love mac and cheese. There are just many American women that pretend they don't because we're not supposed to like carbs. But fuck that. Mm. Mac and cheese is great. Carbs are the reason for the season. Carbs are the reason for the season, even though they poison you. <laughs> JJ here is one of those 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 unicorns that is actually allergic to gluten and doesn't just live in LA. Oh, it's the bane of my existence. Oh, man. But anyway, mac and cheese is great, and we're gonna talk about some serial killers. Mm-hmm. Amanda Hootman, give me your pitch. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it away. Like I said, I wrote a document. I know. I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> There's color coding. I'm excited. There is. Um, <laughs> uh. Okay, so I made a document about like why the thing that I love is um, is problematic. I I I'm obsessed with true crime. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to take a little bit of a step away from it right now um, for a number of reasons. Uh, one of which, like, it's sometimes difficult to sleep through the night <laughs> um, because because I read all these like gruesome stories about things that happen to people who look like me yeah. and have, live lives like me, and I'm like, oh, I'm. I'm very scared now, um, but uh, I'm I'm the kind of person that uh, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, and I watch all the like documentaries on Netflix. Love myself some cheesy forensic files, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and um, I've also kind of come to a reckoning about the fact that um, there are some problems with with the the thing that I'm into. Um, yeah. First and foremost is the thing that uh, a lot of people bring up um, is the fact that the stories are real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there is something kind of exploitative about the true crime industry. Oh, yeah. There's definitely it's for sure a little bit morbid and, and exploitative and like. Yeah. And victims uh, families are like. Still yeah. Alive. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like sometimes they're also getting paid to be in it. But sometimes yeah. it's just. I mean, if I could make an easy dime off like the gruesome death of my 
sister that I don't have, then I mean, I would. Yeah. Who are we kidding? <laughs> yeah. Okay. If it, if it was your boyfriend, would you would you go on Forensic Files? Oh, absolutely. I think he'd be pissed off if I, I didn't make too. money off his gruesome murder. Yeah, that's fair. I will say some families step back and I, yeah. I included in my little stories of real section a quote. Mm-hmm. Um, this did you guys listen to season one of Serial? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the greatest true crime podcasts out there. Uh, season one is the best. Season two sucks. Um, yeah, aren't they just sitting outside of City Hall? or it, I don't know. Brandon was trying to explain it to me, but I wasn't listening. It's about Bo Bergdahl, and I, I don't give a I don't fuck. Care. Yeah. Um, but the first season is about a murder that happened in Baltimore in the 90s mm-hmm. and uh, delves into, <coughs> excuse me, delves into kind of like um the nature of our justice system and um it's it's very uh kind of gray area e and i think some of the best of what true crime can be um but the victim Heyman lee um her family um explicitly stated that they wanted nothing to do with it um and uh this is a quote from Heyman lee's brother on reddit um he wrote to me it's real life to you listeners, it's another murder mystery, crime, drama, another episode of C- CSI. You weren't there to see your mom crying every night, having a heart attack when she got the news that the body was found, and going to court almost every day for a year, seeing your mom weeping, crying, and fainting. You don't know what we went through. Shame on you. I pray that you don't have to go through what we went through and have your story blasted to five million listeners. Mm-hmm. And that's that's fair. <laughs> I, I think with Serial, with something like Serial 2... It was, you know, that they were suddenly reopening. It was basically like a Project Innocence thing, you know, like they were reopening what was already a conviction for a family that already thought they had closure. Mm -hmm. And then to just bomb in and be like, oh, we don't believe we don't believe you and your closure. It's not good enough. We're going to come in and find somebody else. Like, and that's hard. That's hard. Um, And I mean, of course, of course, you don't want people you know who are yeah. who are innocent sitting in jail but there's there's a difference between you know project innocence and 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 project innocence on national tv yeah <laughs> and that makes me feel in two minds about that because it's like i first of all i i go back and forth all the time about whether adnan is guilty or innocent so mm-hmm. i'm not if, i feel like if i was firmly in the innocent camp then i i wouldn't feel as bad um yeah but uh I, I do like I'm like oh well on the one hand like this family that has had um, you know 10 years 15 years to get over something um, oh my god almost 20 years to get over something um, suddenly has like the band-aid ripped off yeah and all of the old wounds opened again um, and but then on the other hand like this other family also lost their son yeah. and if it was for no reason um, and if justice wasn't done then like it's- equally is yeah it's horrific Mm -hmm. it's horrific yeah so we acknowledge here up top that there are parts of it that are freaky but we're also going to talk about the shit that we find fascinating about it so with all that being said what is so morbidly fascinating about it to you um or not morbidly fascinating i don't know just what is it that that keeps you reading that keeps you up at night that's such a difficult question and you know what that's like a question that's been like in the news a lot recently um because we are three women sitting Mm -hmm. here and one of the things in the news lately has been like lol why do women like true crime so much Mm -hmm. um and there does seem to be like somewhat of a 
like gender imbalance there it i've talked about it on this show before but there was there was an, uh, a study recently that said that women are a lot more likely like why women are so much more into like true crime and like serial killers this and is shit. gonna sound extremely morbid but i think it's on topic i think if i'm gonna give my opinion on why w- women like it more than men yeah it's because it's 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 almost like our fate yeah no a lot of women are murdered does it yeah. seem like disaster preparedness for you because a it kind bit. of yeah. like that for a me a bit it's yeah. almost like immersion therapy like i'm just gonna read about all these horrible things that can happen because hey maybe this is gonna happen to me my friend my sister my whatever like yeah you know how there are a lot of guys like um in rural there i don't know if you guys are from rural areas but like lots of guys that are like stockpiling a bunch of like weapons and canned food and stuff preparing mm-hmm. for like the end times preppers i yeah, feel like preppers. that's our preppers. version of that yeah yeah I mean, knowledge is power. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally, mentally for sure. And I don't know, maybe it's, this is, I was thinking about this this morning and do not have to answer this, uh, but I was trying to think of it from like a philosophical standpoint and it was like, are you afraid of death? Because I think that, well, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like, I think that a lot of women, I don't, like in a way I find, I, I personally, I know more men that are terrified of dying than women that are terrified of dying. And I think that's part of it is that like, because we've had to inoculate ourselves, which is horrible, but just like to violence, like in a way we're like, you know what, as long as I can handle this, let me read some fucked up shit. Cause man, serial killers are bad, but the human brain is fascinating. <laughs> And I like not even serial killers. Like I've prepared myself because oh, most, yeah. most women will be killed by like an intimate by partner. someone they know. Oh, for um, sure, or like a family member. Um, and I've like prepared myself for um, not only like getting out of situations where I might die alive, but also like if I'm certain that I'm going to die, getting as much DNA under my fingernails as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope any serial killers aren't listening to this because then they'll just cut off my fingers. But um, <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. Um, I've also wondered, like, but this is why she doesn't sleep at night. She lies at night awake thinking about things like this. Um, but what if they cut off my fingers? What if they cut off my fingers and oh take God. them with them. Oh no, as a weird trophy. Yeah, your hair is much prettier. My hair is what, like, I can, I definitely shed a lot of hair. Yeah, so they'll Gross. definitely get some hair on me. Yeah, um, on on them rather. Um, but they'll probably get some of their hair on me too. Um, I've also wondered, like, getting even more like out there mm-hmm. about like why women like true crime. I wondered if like maybe we're a little bit more inoculated to gruesome things because we have periods. Like we see blood regularly. That's true too. We have a lot less trouble with blood, I feel like. I feel like women are way less squeamish than men. Oh absolutely. I mean we we push babies out of our vaginas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's metal as fuck. Yeah. yeah. We're also a lot grosser than men. They just don't know because mm. we've been taught to not that's like um hide your nasty one? hide it yeah well we're who are Eliza Schlesinger I should yeah, do her yeah. thing and she was like any woman who tells you that she's she's like super she's super clean she's not dirty at all look in her center console of her car man because oh, then you'll Jesus. know Don't, my car doesn't have that so I'm lucky mine doesn't have a center console mine does have a glove box that's just full of uh, old receipts and parking tickets mine's full of Nerf guns wow yeah specific right children yeah children i mean it's fine not yours but yours but not yours <laughs> yeah oh my god if we <laughs> didn't live in a in a dangerous big city uh where this would be a problem if we just like lived in the burbs or something i would totally do drive-bys with nerf guns with you 
Oh, it's awesome. The kids <laughs> love it. They're like, can we shoot but the I, Nerf gun out the window? And I'm like, I don't really want to go to prison right yeah. now. So I no. feel afraid of doing that like in a crowded area <laughs> where <laughs> people are like, what? She's holding a weapon. Oh, yeah. A bright I, orange and green weapon. <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up in the suburbs and we used to play. A, uh, well, I didn't because I was never cool enough to be invited. But the popular kids every year would play assassins um, and... Every year there would be like an announcement in the school about like just a reminder that playing assassins is illegal and that you can't have fake guns in school and like blah blah oh, blah. Shut blah. up. And they eventually like came up with all these other rules to like get around it. Like it was so dumb. I grew up in Florida and I lived in a very rural uh, area. I, I lived. I'm from Fort Myers, but I lived on the outskirts and like basically the swamp. Mm-hmm. And we literally shot at each other with BB guns. Yeah. Not, not even, not Nerf guns, not paintball guns. We put BBs in mm-hmm. and shot each other. It was such a bad idea. Oh, one of my friends is the reason airsoft guns are illegal in my town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but anyway, so I mean, and there is, there's, I see you have like a, the women, white women yeah. missing. Because there is a huge portion of true crime that does get sensationalized or does get, you know, covered that it, it, it is violence against women much more so than you see an investigation of a, a killing of a man or something yeah. else with a man and this is a this is a good children point. children women and children <laughs> yeah this is a good point to jump to my my other problematic thing that i that you saw that i wrote down um which is uh white missing women syndrome mm-hmm. um so there is mm. a phenomenon that's been noted by social scientists um defined by undue focus on um reporting like a disproportionate amounts of white and upper middle class uh missing and murdered women mm-hmm. um and um it's also noteworthy that um in uh news coverage when there is missing black women or other women of color um they're more likely to focus on the victim's baggage like abusive boyfriends or uh, troubled past with drugs mm-hmm. um whereas coverage of uh white women tends to focus on their roles as women and daughters mm-hmm. as uh, mothers and daughters rather. yeah um and 24 percent of serial killer victims in the united states are black yeah um so we're consistently seeing news coverage usually pretty white blonde women mm-hmm. um and 24 percent of uh serial killer victims a quarter of them are black mm-hmm. um seven percent are latino um almost two percent are asian and about 0.5 percent are native american but that's vastly underreported because there's this big um problem of native women being um killed or going missing and just not going reported yeah. at all um, so the the point five percent isn't accurate. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it is. It's it, it is uh, obviously very disproportionate. And I think part of that too is I mean, and again, this sucks, but I think it's the sensationalism of also it's also just our culture of that. Like it, it's a terrible like no, it's not a terrible thing to say. It's a true statistic that people of color and women of color specifically are more high risk. Yep. individuals so the idea of you know a white rich blonde lady becomes more interesting to people because oh well she was a low-risk victim so mm-hmm. how did this happen that was another point that i'd, yeah. I'd written down like serial killers will specifically go after sex workers uh people of color lgbtq people mm-hmm. because they know for a fact that the cops won't give a fuck mm-hmm. yeah and also those people are less likely to have a lot of family that wants to find them yep yep 
It'll go underreported. The cops won't care. Yeah. And also, we've told them to do that because we spend all of this time covering <laughs> real crime and what people did wrong. And even beyond that, though, like, I've never, I don't watch as much, like, forensic files and stuff. Um, I should listen to my favorite murder, but I haven't started yet because I feel like I'll just listen to all of them really fast and then not sleep. Um, <laughs> but, but at the same time, I'm also, it, I think it comes from the same pl- reason that, like, I really like procedurals. Like, Brandon couldn't oh, care yeah. less about like a procedural show but something like like criminal minds which is like fucked up and it's like a behavioral science unit like i find that shit fascinating like i find like that's what it is for me so i don't know what it is for you but yeah. for me it's like the psychology of it to think about the psychology of these of of these people and like psychopaths totally. and socio like the 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 functions of the brain and the that whole part of it is what I find so fucking fascinating. Like, it's not it's not even the gory details. It's not the murder. It's not the whatever. It's the psychology that I find really interesting. Yeah. I find that really interesting, too. And I love a good, like, I love a good unsolved murder. Yeah. I love a mystery um, because I love pouring over details and trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch Unsolved Mysteries when you were a kid? Yes, I fucking did. Absolutely. Oh, my God, I did. The show is my lifeblood. He actually got started because his his son was murdered. Whoa! Yeah, the host of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, I had no idea. His son was murdered. I think there was a law named after him. Um, somebody looked that. Brandon, look that up. I'm gonna look it up. Right yeah, now. look it up. I think there was a law Since named after him. I always um, yell on the. I could be making that up entirely, but I'm pretty sure that's true. So. I'm gonna ask you a question about <clears throat> the psychology of c- 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 serial killers whether or not you believe it's nature versus versus nurture do you think it's both do you think it's one or the other what what is like a huge triggering factor for people who murder in your i opinion? think it's um so it's different from case to case um i think the the big famous ones that we always talk about the like ted bundy's the um, john wayne gacy john wayne gacy's yeah. of the world um if you look at their histories it's probably a mixture of both mm-hmm. um there's um we we throw around like terms like sociopath and psychopath um <coughs> and personalities disorder person personality disorders probably exist on um a bit of a spectrum and you might fall somewhere on that spectrum where you're like more likely to um do crime but that doesn't mean necessarily that you do like people who are um more psychopathic are also really really good at um being leaders like being CEOs. CEOs yeah absolutely um because they're ultimately once you get to the to a leader po- leadership position you have to make a lot of difficult calls and if you're a little bit lower on that uh uh per- like um spectrum mm-hmm. um on the empathy spectrum you're really good at making difficult calls um what happens with like the the John Wayne Gacy's and the Ted Bundy's of the world is if you look back they they had a lot of uh really fucked up things happen to them um think john wayne gacy was pretty horribly abused and closeted um and ted bundy was um raised as his mom's sister and had like a really problematic uh relationship with women yeah yeah (laughs) i raised as his mom's brother yes his mom was raised as a sister he found out when he was like 19 that his mom was his sister his sister was his mom and uh i think uh that's going to throw you for one, man. Yeah. yeah and then somebody man. who's like normal, uh, who isn't already um, maybe more inclined to that, um, they probably would have just been in years of therapy. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
Well, if anybody was, it wasn't Robert Stack. It might have been one of the other two from the original specials. Raymond Burr or Carl Malden. One of the other ones? Maybe. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. Maybe. I don't know. I'm looking. But anyway, we'll figure. Y'all can go look it up. Yeah. Go look it up, Brandon. Brandon, look it up. Brandon never looks things up. Put a little addendum. I'm the one who always ends up looking everything up. Um... So, yeah, I think for the most part, it's a mixture of both. Um, and then there, I don't know, there are serial killers like Eileen Wernos, who I f- feel really bad for. And I don't know if maybe that's that she was a woman, but she was forced into, like, sex work at a young age and ended up killing a bunch of Johns. And I'm like, I'm sure she's also probably a psychopath, but I'm more inclined to think that she's not because I'm like, would I murder a bunch of Johns? Maybe. <laughs> Did they deserve Man, it? Here, if I was forced into sex work, I don't know if it's sex work as much as it's rape work. Yeah. yeah. And then it's trafficking. It's trafficking. And then, you know what? If you go crazy and snap and you murder everyone around you, I can't really yeah. Sorry. find bla- What's What's happening? My phone is ringing. Stop but it went to my f- It went to my computer. I did stop it. I'm going to tell this guy. I'll have We're to call back. We're talking about murder. I know. It's a guy right calling now. me for a job. Oh. Oh. It's fine. Do you want to... I mean, you can pause. I've Jeez. been emailing with him for like three days. I'm Go definitely on. doing his stupid it's show. It's not sex okay. work, is it? No. I mean, is if it was, sec- it'd be fine. It's, but only it's, if you wanted it. As long it's as stage management. There's yeah. no sleeping in stage management. <laughs> There's no sleeping in sex work. I mean... I mean... Unless you really want to take a nap. If you give him the girlfriend experience. Yeah. <laughs> We can cuddle yeah. and sleep forever <laughs> together. Yay. Mm. I Except wear I'll your clothes and take your shoes. And, and your skin. Um, and your anyway. Skin. <laughs> did you guys, um, did you read I'll Be Gone in the Dark? No. No. I heard really good things about it, but I did not read it. Do you know much about the Golden State Killer? Yes. Because this was, this was a big thing that I wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, because it is 2018, and what, like about six months ago, mm-hmm. they finally caught him. Because of the because DNA of, testing? Because of DNA testing. Oh! Because a, a cousin of his submitted her DNA to one of those DNA tests. 23 me, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, they, um, they found him. Um, oh. Which has been very controversial, but I'm kind of like, fuck yeah. I kind of want to turn in my DNA and be like, who am I related to that's killing people? Because get them behind bars. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Um, Plus, she had, uh, you know, um, Michelle, what's her, what was her last name? Um, uh, Michelle McNamara. McNamara. Yeah, had just she had wrote that book. She'd written, and yeah. She, so she wrote this book called um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Um, and she passed away during the writing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, she was kind of the last victim of the Golden State Killer um, because she was um, suffering from a lot of insomnia and doing the things that I was... This is why I'm taking a step back a little bit. I, I listen to a lot of like my favorite murder and stuff, yeah. and I've stopped, um, partly because of... Um, because of the way it's been keeping me up at night, um, and partly because of a couple of controversies recently. Speaking of uh, missing Native women, um, they posted a piece of merchandise that was a picture of a teepee, and under it it said, Stay sexy, don't get murdered. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's not great. Yeah, so I was like, ooh. And then they like... Oh, no. They eventually took it down, but before they took it down, they doubled down. Oh, no. And I was like, ooh, I'm gonna gonna take a step back because... There are a lot of missing and murdered so Native women, and that's, like, really offensive. It's like a 
That's a very bad hot take. <laughs> that makes yeah, that Ooh. makes me feel really guilty for liking your podcast. Problematic. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I I sympathize with her because like reading this book is like um, delving into the brain of somebody who is obsessed with true crime mm-hmm. and the way that you become obsessed with little details and the way that um, things keep you up at night and the way that you get nightmares. Um, so Michelle McNamara started to get like panic attacks and insomnia from um, researching this case, but she was certain she was about to crack it so she wouldn't stop. Um, so she got prescribed like um, sleeping pills and Xanax and stuff. And um, there was one night she was she was married to Patton Oswalt. Um, and there was one night where at about nine o'clock, um, she was really stressed and Patton came in and said like, Hey, why don't you go to bed early tonight? Mm-hmm. Um, sleep through the night, you know, pop an ambient and sleep through the night. I'll take our daughter to school in the morning. You don't have to get up early or anything. And she did. And she never woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so in a way she became like his last victim and this book was published, um, uh, posthumously mm-hmm. um she uh the they had to get um some some co-writers to finish it out which by the way follow at billy jensen that's it right at yeah at billy jensen on twitter he is one of the writers that uh that completed the book he's one of her biggest advocates mm-hmm. um he is a wonderful person he's at billy jensen mm-hmm. um and uh so they ended up catching him um about a month after the book was published mm-hmm. um it was huge news especially huge here massive news. yeah um pro- he was on her short list and i know she was in community she she was in cahoots with a lot of law enforcement agencies mm-hmm. um so i am certain that this is an example of true crime for good like somebody mm-hmm. was ran a true crime blog was obsessed with true crime and ended up helping authorities find the guy who was also another cop motherfucker. Yeah, he was. And that's how he avoided getting caught for for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, anyone could be a cop. <coughs> you just waltz right in and, I mean, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Just do it. That. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't there are any age where there aren't any age limits in in LA for it I know because um they have this weird side note they uh that new Nathan Fillion show is coming out where he's like a rookie, cop rookie. and he's like in, in like his and 40s or whatever Nathan Fillion uh anyway I was at um our home he away is. from he's a hot he's, he's a daddy he's he a hot 50 year old daddy oh my yeah. god but yeah. we were uh, he's we my were... number one <laughs> Nathan <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> oh yeah let's get Nathan, married long time fan of <laughs> right um, yeah I was I uh I was at our home away from home three clubs and uh oh, talking well because I couldn't figure out what the what it was about and I had seen the billboard so I was talking about it with Max um who's one of the bartenders there and he was like oh I saw a trailer for it and then we got in this weird like discussion about the age limits for the LAPD and I spent like 20 minutes just like looking up the rules for becoming a police officer just sitting at three clubs because Max was like look it up find out I mean, get the info. You can do get it. jobs with them just pushing paper yeah. or doing California Highway Patrol. And I will say, like, I'm walking a fine line here because, like, uh, on the one hand, I'm like, yes, give your DNA to 23andMe so cops can catch you. But on the other hand, I'm like, wow, this guy got away for so long because he's a fucking cop. 
Well, and you're allowed to have two conflicting yeah, thoughts in your head. It's 2018. We're allowed to have conflicting thoughts about the yeah. police. And, yeah. uh, they've, and they've, we they've all do. That's because he, you know, he had friends who were shielding him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy. He had... Th- it's hiding in plain sight. And it's sight, also the white it? man story, it's not just the cop yeah. story. It's hiding yeah. in plain it's sight. It's truly the white man story. What can you get away with? Whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Um, so uh, this guy who I will continue to call the Golden State Killer because his name doesn't fucking matter. No. You know whose name matters? Michelle McNamara's. And every other one of his victims. And every <laughs> other one of his victims. Um, the Golden State Killer... Um, also, my favorite detail about him, um, every single one of his surviving victims, because he was also he was also known as the East Area Rapist, the original Night Stalker, he did a lot of rapes before he escalated to murder. All of his surviving victims... Um, I'm sorry. I'm a child, and for some reason, the phrasing of did a lot of rapes just made me laugh. He did a, he did he did a, lot, a lot of rapes. rapes. <laughs> and his surviving victims uh, all reported that uh, one of his defining features was that he had a very, very, very tiny penis. <laughs> Uh, which is one of my favorite uh, part of the Napoleon GFK complex, right? Yeah, Very small little man needs to make himself feel mm-hmm. big. It's also a white man complex. Yeah, can you imagine? Like you've just gone through all this trauma. This guy, so he used to like he would break into people's houses, especially couples, and he would take the husband into one room, tie him up, hog tie him, put a bunch of plates on his uh, belly, and be like, "If I hear these plates crack." Uh, crash I'm gonna kill her Mm -hmm. and then he'd go in the other room and rape her and all that traumatic thing happens to you and you you're talking about it to the cops afterwards you're getting a rape kit done and you're like and you know what else his dick was real small yeah like it's that small (laughs) yeah it's that small that you remember that detail like you feel compelled to tell the police you've just the defining factor of this man all of this trauma and he's standing there and you have to not laugh like, this is horrible, but also your dick is very small. So small. So, small. so I'm small. so happy that we all know that this guy is a uh, is a killer and a horrible person. And I'm also happy that the whole world knows that his he has dick, a tiny dick is so small. Small. So small. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did print out an excerpt from... Uh, from I'll be gone in the dark. Okay. Are we going to have <laughs> a dramatic reading right now? Can I have now? a dramatic yes. reading? Yes. Oh, um, thank God. Absolutely. This is from, uh, this is like one of the last pages in the book. Uh, this is from a letter that she wrote. It's called Open Letter to an Old Man. Oh, dear. It's just an excerpt. One, sorry, I'm going to start that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm going to, I'm going to make Brandon put I'm in like dramatic more. music. And now we have a dramatic Dramatic, reading. A dramatic reading from a woman with a very stuffy nose. One victim's phone rang 24 years after her rape. You want to play? A man whispered. It was you. She was certain. You played nostalgic, like an arthritic former football star running game tape on a VCR. Remember when we played? I imagine you dialing her number alone in a small, dark room sitting on the edge of your twin bed, the only weapon left in your arsenal, the firing up of a memory, the ability to trigger terror with your voice. One day soon, you'll hear a car pull up to your curb, an engine cut out. You'll hear footsteps coming up your front walk, like they did for Edward Wayne Edwards, 29 years after he killed Timothy Hack and Kelly Drew in Sullivan, Wisconsin, like they did for Kenneth Lee Hicks, 
30 years after he killed Lori Billingsley in Aloha, Oregon. The doorbell rings. No side gates are left open. You're long past leaping over a fence. Take one of your hyper gulping breaths. Clench your teeth. Inch timidly towards the insistent bell. This is how it ends for you. You'll be silent forever and I'll be gone in the dark. You threatened a victim once. Open the door. Show us your face. Walk into the light. She's a fucking good right? writer, right? She is. Can you do that one more time, but with like an Irish accent? Uh, <laughs> one victim rock. I don't. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I once played an Irish gypsy in a in a production in college. I cannot remember how to do the accent. It's one of the hardest dialects I've ever had to oh. do. Well, don't worry. That was better than any accent Brandon has ever done on this show, and you only did two words. So, um, <laughs> he's not even here to defend himself. Show he's not. Idiots. The junk zone exists, whether Brandon's here or not. Oh, uh, what a dumb! I'll be gone this in is, the dark. It's all right. I just sound like I'm doing Lucky Charms, though. They're magically delicious. It's pretty good, though. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's so bad. I love it. I'm in Lucky it. Charms. Um, I'm not into the marshmallows, though. I know. I'm a monster. Really? You're I don't like the marshmallows. So you're like, you're Lucky Charms, but all just I just the, like alphabets. The kibble. You just. <laughs> you, <laughs> I like alphabets. I don't like the mushrooms. Beth loves kibble. I don't like. I'm that kid that was always like, like if there was Oops, like the plain. No marshmallows. Like if there was like the plain and the, and the marshmallow version, I was that kid that wanted the plain version. I mean, I loved That's Basic Four as much as the next little white girl. Which is like a health cereal that was really big in the mm. early 90s. Had dates in it. Dried, small dates. <laughs> okay, you also like carrot drinks, so... Look, I like carrot drinks. Carrot is delicious. There's this bar. She likes, she likes carrot. Like, delicious. Like, there's carrot this bar cocktails. by my house. It's called the Broken Shaker, and it's a rooftop, and you should come and drink with me. And there is a, there's a pool. There's it's a good. pool. And um, there's a carrot drink. It's like a carrot colada, and it's delicious. A carrot colada? Yeah. I'm down. It's I'm down so to try good. it. She makes fun of me all the time. She's like, you drink carrot drinks. Because it's in it. such a weird choice for someone to have thought, let me make Wait, a cocktail so out of is this. It carrot with pineapple and coconut? No, it's like carrot and ginger. And I think there's some rhubarb in there. Yeah, actually, there's no colada. There's no. I just it said is, colada as like a. It's, it's in like that a, kind of a cup. It's in that kind of a glass. It's in a colada glass. I love and that I think it's, it's basically rum. like a health juice, but I need like you a put salad rum in it. with liquor in it. Yeah. It's really just oh, what yeah. I want. I mean, in fairness, in fairness. It's actually pretty good. Um, Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's just so funny to me that somebody looked at a carrot and was like, yeah, this will make a great cocktail. You know who did that? Probably a serial killer. (laughs) Look. (laughs) Whoever invented the Bloody Mary. Probably also a serial killer. But Bloody Marys are delicious. It's like drinking salsa with alcohol in it. There is a place next door to the bar and they have Bloody Marys that are made with carrot mole. I'm down. These are things we have to do. Yeah. I like spicy, savory things. When I was little, we used to go to Guanamia, and which was like a Mexican restaurant in Fort Myers. And I would sit there like a little fucking freak. And I'd be like, can you bring out some extra salsa? And I would eat it with a spoon. No wonder you're in a true crime. <laughs> I know. You had two paths when you were a child. <laughs> I could have been a serial and killer. And you chose obsession instead of murder. I'm yeah. very proud of you. That good is a you. hard decision to make. Yeah. But um, I feel like you would have made a really good... <laughs> Nobody would have caught me. Nobody no, you're caught me. small. No, no. You're cute. You got the red hair and you sing like a Disney princess. I've never had a goth phase. You kn- so. What? Yeah. I feel like you should do that. I, I feel really like I should. Give it a shot. should. Yeah. It's fun. 
I live there. JJ and I met a pretty sure actual serial killer at the Shake Shack. He was there yesterday. He was there yesterday? Oh, my God. There was this guy who works at Shake Shack down the street from where I live right now. And we walked in to get a burger. And I walked up. And I was like, hi, how are you? And he just gave me this, like, dead fish eye stare and was like, hello. What can I do for you? What? Like, as much as we were joking earlier about, like, yes, I am a real human being. Like, that's what he was just. I asked for a small soda. And he's like, what kind of soda would you like? And it's a fountain it's machine. A, it's a self-serve machine. It's a self-serve. And he's like, And he Coke, listed all of them. Diet Coke, Sprite, orange soda. Without breaking eye contact, without blinking, without so much as moving. And I have never been so uncomfortable ordering a meal in my adult life. I just we walked away and then I turned to Beth and I was like, can we talk about that guy who has I, murdered his whole family? Who's definitely is it? Well, because I went after her and then I ordered and he was also still like weird and dead. And when I went to give him uh, I, like I gave him my card and whenever he would go to give something back to you, too, he would just like he would not like move his top of his arm. He would just like stick his forearm out. So you would have to like reach over the counter, reach over and like lean towards him to get your stuff from him, like to get your card back. And we were like, oh, yeah, no, he's he's for sure. He has killed. Yeah, he's for sure killed. You know, you see those people on the street. You're like, oh, boy. But then Ooh. we were we were talking so much about him that she ended up giving him the stink eye, but he wasn't looking and she made direct eye contact with a different employee. And that's when we had to leave Shake Shack. That's when we had to leave Shake Shack. The end. <laughs> wow. We live um, interesting lives. Um, are they? Are they? Are they, though? I mean, LA is LA LA is that kind of place. place. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're like either you're a really good actor. Yeah. Or you're a serial killer. See, that was my first thought. I was like, nobody knows because you're a really good actor. Is he preparing for a role? I fucking fucking hate people who are method, though. Oh yeah. Oh god. Method is so get over yourself. Yeah. You're just uh, just learn to act. (laughs) And I feel like play a character. Yeah. Also, that's your whole job. You never hear about women being method in that same like oh, no, fucked it's a up white male thing it's for sure is Once again. like there was that tv show a few years ago that it was about a guy who was a stalker and so he was like actually stalking his co-star and she was like how do you not understand that this is not okay and what he's like oh i'm this? getting in it got canceled i'm getting into character yeah it got canceled pretty no quick. act yeah jesus christ like there are so many good teachers in town and, and like, like hire methods. one of them jesus and like an like Women are not your props. No, like, like that's the thing oh, when you when go. you yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm when you when you character. use no, you're like when you're stalking your co-star to get into character. Like you're using her as a prop for yeah. your like convenience. Women, just set dressing. Yep. Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that pregnant silence that we all had uh. <laughs> of just severe rage. Do you think that's another reason <laughs> why the whole like missing white women syndrome thing like? Like having like a pretty white blonde lady who's gone missing is like that's the what perfect they doll see. to that's, yes the perfect be. piece of set dressing. Oh, she was so beautiful. They always say she was so beautiful. It's not and real. Young. She mm-hmm. was just so beautiful. I'm like so, who fucking gives a shit what she looked like? She was a human being. Yep. Well, that's and that's another group of people too that it's not always it's not we we've talked a lot about murder and stuff, but even with true crime stuff, it's not always murder. It also sometimes goes into that like um like things like wild country. Like the like, oh, I haven't yeah. watched it. Oh, it's so I cult love cult stuff. Though like cult stuff it. is very tangential to th- like it's very yeah. very comes from the same place. Like it's the same reason that that shit's fast. And especially because so many cults do end in. I mean, they do end in death. A lot of cults. Uh, and like that's similar Most to cults though. Do 
but that's similar too. Like that's who we we focus on. Like being, how could this this good upstanding white woman like end up in this cult? Like mm. because we don't let people have thoughts. Uh, I read a really good article actually. Well, it was an it was an interesting little uh, like opinion piece about a woman um, talking about why how she was raised evangelical mm-hmm. uh, and like how why white women white white evangelical women support Brett Kavanaugh and it was about. Uh, purity culture and how the rise of purity culture created this whole generation of women that don't feel that their body is theirs that everything they do has to be about protecting the men from their own thoughts or whatever mm-hmm. anyway she has a whole book coming out and i'm gonna read it it sounds fascinating yeah that does sound fascinating it's that whole thing where it's like um well i was assaulted quote 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 unquote like my ass was grabbed and i just got over it i just you know i could just move on and live because i i can't you know think about it too much and you know we have to vote this man into office for whatever reason yeah but so the make much sense sorry no that was but there's a flip side to what you were saying what you were saying too of like the one of the problematic things is you know the missing white women's center but there is a flip side of privilege to the fact that we even like this stuff like as much as we were saying oh women are much more into true crime than men i think white people are more into true crime too because for us it is more voyeuristic it is less likely to happen to us absolutely that as much as we can yeah i mean i'm just acknowledging i mean i know we all know but i'm just like acknowledging that that it is a thing that like we have the luxury of being voyeuristic about you know oh well this wouldn't happen to me so totally like we have fear but it's not anywhere near the fear that a woman of color has oh yeah like no she could disappear off the street in like a heartbeat and And like that's real and no one would give a shit i know that if i were to get murdered because of the way i look white um it would be all over the news oh all over they would use it they would use my headshot as a picture of me Mm -hmm. not like some unflattering photo of me at like a party they wouldn't dig up your past Mm -mm. she was on drugs she was drinking they wouldn't talk about what you were wearing and but if it was a they wouldn't dig up all my problematic tweets Mm -mm. of which there are many follow me on twitter do it it's great Um, yeah, so there, there definitely is an element of white privilege here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It all boils, boils down to institutionalized misogyny mm-hmm. and racism. And I'm on, uh, like, I'm still on several of the, there's some private My Favorite Murder uh, Facebook pages on Facebook, um, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, and they're all, like, spinoff groups and different things. And there are, like, communities of, like, um, we call ourselves murderinos. They're, oh. like people of color murderinos and gay murderinos and stuff and there are communities Mm -hmm. within there and that is one of the things that they bring up um because it is like it is massively problematic i'm gonna ask you something that is gonna maybe (laughs) send you off the rails okay we talk about the host of sword and scale mike boudet i don't know what that is hi mike Hi, Mike. You're a piece of shit. I fucking hate you. I hate you so much. Okay, so one of the most popular true crime podcasts Which, out by there. the way, I've listened to almost every single one of them. I had no idea he was such a... Actually, you were the one who, who informed me what a piece mm-hmm. of crap he was. And then I did some research and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I used to listen to a lot, too, because he has a show that... Uh, the quality's kind of declined a little bit over the years, um, but it is very slick. But he has done some incredibly interesting cases that so I had so interesting that I had no idea e- e- even existed. Um, he is 
so he he defines everything that's exploitative about true crime because he's reported cases. Um, he's like lifted a lot of nine one one calls, which I've sometimes I'm okay with listening to nine one one calls, like the um, the Jean Benet nine one one call, because mm-hmm. you're trying to be like, is is it like what can I hear in the background? What's going on? Because that case is confusing and still kind of an unsolved mystery. Yeah. Um, but for the no, most the part, for sure killed her. Anyway, for, yeah, for the most <laughs> part, um, I like I find them really upsetting. Mm-hmm. And he lists a lot of nine one one calls. And in one particular one, it was like the nine one one call of like this teenage boy, um, where his dad killed his mom and then killed himself. And mm-hmm. it was, and the teenage, and it was just listening to a boy on the worst day of his life calling nine one one. And then the boy heard the episode and mm-hmm. wrote to him, and he was like, "Please take this down. This is awful." And Mike Boudet doxed him, like released his address and his phone number to all of his rabid fans and um, and started mocking him on Twitter. This kid whose dad killed and murdered, uh, killed, killed himself and murdered his mom. Kid. Reiterate that. Kid. This is a kid. Yeah. He was 14 years old when it happened. I think now he's like 20 or something, but child. Yeah. You're you're rehashing something that he would never be able to comprehend like the the uh, tragedy tragedy and yeah he uses it for profit and it's disgusting mike is disgusting yeah he's mm-hmm. a disgusting hu- human being who doesn't mm-hmm. like women who doesn't like really anyone it's yeah not just women he doesn't like men either yeah his private page his not private it's it's public but i mean his his own uh mike boudet twitter and stuff he's constantly talking about the sjw's and uh he um guys he's a he's a trump supporter um and surprise yeah uh and i know like there were a couple of points listening to it when i was still a fan where i was like a little bit put it back i was like huh he would make some yeah personal Hmm. comments there was an i can't remember what he said there was an abortion episode where he said something strange and i was like is he is he anti-choice um and then there was like another one where he was like about to do an episode about lady serial killers and i was like cool exciting and he Mm -hmm. was like you would never think that a woman could possibly be bad and i was like what what? no (laughs) I've met no, many I know women, a lot of them. For myself. sure, women are also um, very terrible. There yeah. are prisons for women. Mm-hmm. In, you know, God, that's. I mean, I did. Uh, I saw a sketch. I mean, though, at the same time, like I saw a sketch at the pack actually a couple weeks ago. That was a sketch that was of um. Oh fuck! What's her name? Irene. Whatever she was, uh, the mo- movie monster was about her. Yeah, uh, that's Eileen Wernos. Eileen Wernos. Yeah. I saw a sketch about her, just like where someone came out and just like played her like it was funny, like she was just like teaching college college girls how to murder their she's how the to one murder that men. I feel bad about because she murdered a lot of Johns, and I'm like, but did they deserve it? Uh, no, nobody deserves to be killed. I will say that hey. uh, if somebody if somebody dies uh, in self defense, like in the case of Centoya Brown. Um, I think maybe they shouldn't go to jail. Eileen Wernos did d- deserve to go to jail. Yes, though. she yes. was a serial killer. She's for sure a serial killer. Yeah, there is. I'm like proud of it. I do definitely have like a uh, a uh, female bias as well because there's also another serial killer named Belle Guinness or Gunnies. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, she 
basically did in H.H. Holmes, where she straight up just started marrying people and mm-hmm. then killing them for the for the um, oh, life insurance. Oh, she would, like, bury them in the backyard. Yeah, right? it yeah. was in the 19th century. Yeah, she was incredible. And, yeah, she I, I totally kind of think insane. she's hilarious, which is not hilarious at all. She's disgusting, but this is my uh, this is my misandry. Uh, I hate men, and <laughs> I just wanted uh, to, to revel in this but woman. there's also men. something about, like, in a way, in a way, I feel like that's why... Like, even, for example, like, H.H. H. Holmes, for sure my favorite serial killer. Because um, he built a house. Like, I, like, the house the is murder insane. Hotel. The murder hotel. The murder home is insane. And, it's like, great. that's to the uh, point where, like, it's almost, like, Devil in the White City is so good. Oh, it's so good. And, like, I. That's almost not even real yeah, anymore. Yeah, but that's like, what I'm well, saying. It's, it's, like, house. it's, like, the older, but that's. Let's but, just make a movie out of it. I don't know what to do about this. Let's just make of, a film. Fuck yeah. it. On top of the fact that he's just insane, I think there's something about, like, like when you're saying, like, ni- like older Yes. ones like 19th century things that like it's so much it. more removed that like yes. Yes. you're not hurting anybody by finding this so fucking fascinating yeah. yes <laughs> like, so fucked up i think the s- murderer the se- i guess he's not really like a serial killer as much as he's just a fucking lunatic yeah my favorite is luca magnata do you oh know my god yeah yes. he is a lunatic so he's this guy who was obsessed with himself like mm-hmm narcissism to the 10th degree like absolutely like textbook 101 narcissist and he got all this work done and and anyway he yeah he looks he like did, a ken he looks he did, like, a ken, he looks like a ken doll okay and what he did was he found i can't believe i'm like laughing at this this is just disgusting this is what we're talking it's, about it's, but it's, that's, it's fine though i don't know if it's like my defense but mechanism. he's funny but he's hilarious what he did is he found this um uh, uh um Chinese exchange student on Craigslist who wanted to come over, you know, have some fun, which is fine. And then he records it with his phone or the camera and he murders him and dismembers him and then posts it on the internet. He wants to make a viral video. And then a bunch of people saw it. Yeah. And at first they thought it was fake. And then they're like, this isn't fake. (laughs) And then this crazy phenomenon happened where everyone who saw it uh, got like this incredible PTSD and it was like one of the first cases of like people watching a viral video and then everyone who saw it literally got PTSD because <sighs> I mean these like kids because they mm-hmm. witnessed a murder they they witnessed a murder where this guy is just like and he like fucked the dead body mm-hmm. and like he had sex with the dismembered arms and it was just horrible and even before that he was posting videos of, of himself killing kittens yeah which is like a huge trait yeah for yeah, yeah. Killers. it's animals. one of the it's one of the the like trio yeah if you got a kid that kills birds and stuff get them in the yeah. therapy immediately bedwetting that shit is like, uh setting fire mm-hmm. to things setting fires bedwet okay all of you i wet my bed reporters. until i was much much too old to be doing so but in fairness i liked sleeping it might be nothing it might be nothing <laughs> well, but so all you, you mandated reporters too I had murder or not murder I think bedwetting, us here. bedwetting is a huge sign uh that there might have been sexual abuse at some point so if nah, you're a mandated like reporter <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell someone Hoots <coughs> Who is your And I say this Take this with a grain of salt And I'm going to put this in air quotes Favorite Serial killer Or just That's, killer Or just a killer. tough question There are a lot of cases That like I really like if you really had to pick like. One person Or one case To write a book on To dedicate your life to What would it be This is a hard one Solved or unsolved one. Um I've actually got a list here Of cases But I that are popular that I like because yeah. um, I figured we'd we'd talk about some mm. of them. If I were to dedicate my life to writing about one case, um, it would probably be something like um, 
Black Dahlia that is unsolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and because then the focus there is Elizabeth Short, the victim, um, because it's just what I think another problem with serial killers is because it's serial. Like we start to focus on the killer more than on the victims mm-hmm. because there's more of them. Yeah. Um, you lose sight. Of well, the also yeah. because sometimes the victim is not necessarily actually indicative of anything about the killer sometimes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, but uh, serial killers that I find really interesting are um, like uh, Ted Bundy. I read Anne Rule's book on him, The Stranger Beside Me, because she mm-hmm. was like BFFs with him. It's a great book. So good. Um, I find him fascinating because I find it's the psychological thing. Yeah. So he met her because he was working at a suicide hotline. He was volunteering at a suicide hotline. Mm-hmm. So like there's this side of him that she knew that was like this sweet guy who was volunteering to save lives. And then he just, he was such an example of toxic masculinity. He hated women so much Mm -hmm. that he would like lose himself and go fucking murder a bunch of women. Yeah. um, Yeah. Violently. Yeah. That's that need for control too. Mm -hmm. that, that power of saving a life and then taking a life. I think that's a huge dynamic within himself. Have you read, have either of you read um, My Friend Dahmer? No. I or no, haven't. Yeah. I want to read it. It's a graphic novel. It's yeah. a graphic novel by, uh, it's really good. It's a graphic novel by a guy who just, who went to high school with Jeffrey Dahmer. And just Isn't like. a movie coming out? Yeah. I think I think it be. came out. It's with, who plays Dahmer? I don't know. Uh, some Disney Channel star. I know. He's like some hot guy. Yeah. And he looks, and he looks like him. He looks incredible. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, here's your breakout. This is when you're going to become yeah. like an actual A-list actor. Uh, like. I'm really excited for Zac Efron to play Ted Bundy as yes, well. Yes, that's who I'm, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, so excited. sorry, sorry. But oh, yeah, I no, my friend Dahmer did come out I think he's last also year. a Disney star. This is a thing, Disney stars that are playing serial killers. Ross well, Lynch is his name. Ross Lynch. Um, yeah, what is he from? I think another thing that I really like about Ted Bundy is it's like this um, this warning of just because somebody looks uh, Austin handsome and, and because they seem like well-spoken and kind doesn't mean that they are safe. Because no. he used to play on people's kindness. He used mm-hmm. to like put on fake slings and carry a bunch of books and be yep. like, That's I'm, how he got I'm his dropping victims. things. I can't like, can you help me? Mm-hmm. And he would get women to his car because they'd be like, yeah, sure. This cute guy with a broken arm, poor baby, wants me to help him carry yep. his books to his car. And then he'd fucking shove them in his VW Beetle and kill them. Fun. In a way, this is why, this is why I'm so, uh, not God, this is why. In a way, I'm shocked that there's not uh, more women successful women murderers or successful women serial killers because people trust women maybe there are i mean there might be maybe they're just really <laughs> good just at it caught. they just don't get caught maybe they're really good at framing men who maybe probably some of them are in this it. room right now no we all talked about how we took a different <laughs> path we did all of us chose the path <laughs> of light <laughs> i chose the, uh, path, the of path of murkiness <laughs> i chose the path of eating salsa with a spoon <laughs> I'm chaotic neutral, so I feel like I could be pushed either way at any given <laughs> moment. So, <laughs> oh my god, um, yeah, God, I mean, it is. I like, I do. God, it is fascinating. Now, I just like, I'm like thinking of all these things I want to go look up and like how I want to reread one of my other one of my other favorite. And, uh, god, again, favorites like a horrible thing to say about it, but like, um, a couple years ago, the girl who uh, became convinced that uh, Slender Man was real. 
Oh, oh, that was so sad. It was so it was so sad. She was no, she was even younger. Oh, she was like they stabbed. Their, yeah, they were she like was like 12 or, 12 or 13. And they like stabbed their friend tons of times because the they said lived, that Slenderman was going to um because like if they if they killed her, that Slenderman was going to come like take him to their ma- his mansion or whatever. Um, Like, I don't know, but it's some like insane shit. And I think that that one in particular fascinates me because of its like intersection with meme culture do it yeah it's fine yeah i gotta it's fine i i've often just bailed in the middle of an episode that is a story about like how how the internet can affect us psychologically especially if we maybe already have um some issues there like two girls going through puberty and they don't fit in Mm -hmm. yeah i i mean and there's whole there's whole reddit in particular there's like whole subreddits that are just dedicated to like creepy murders or unsolved phenomena and so much of it you know you have to take with a grain of salt because it's just out there on the internet that yeah i mean god i mean that's i think in a way the internet has almost in the way the internet has made solving crime infinitely better and also infinitely harder yeah and you know what that goes back to what jj was saying about luca magnata as well because the whole reason he committed a murder and the whole reason he killed a bunch of kittens was because he wanted to go viral he wanted Mm -hmm. to be famous yeah uh so he auditioned for a whole bunch of um uh reality shows and they didn't pan out because Mm -hmm. he's fucking weird yeah and he would get really far um and then people would cut him off like they'd realize oh there's something wrong with him yeah um and then i'm talking about luca magnata again relating back to the slender man thing like uh, no, how we're talking about how um the internet affects the way tr- crimes happen now yeah and luca magnata the whole reason he started killing um animals and then people was because he wanted to become famous yeah he wanted to be famous um yeah and he wanted a video to go viral mm-hmm. and like i want my videos to go viral so i empathize I mean, yeah, just, but you're adorable and you sing opera on the promenade and little children give you things like you're a fucking Disney princess. <laughs> I get. Did you ever see that one? Was when they're like small children give you things. Oh, yeah. There was a little boy who gave me a rose truck and there's another little boy who gave me a rose. <laughs> no boys give me trucks and roses. Yeah. For some reason, toddlers Look, you get and other small animals. <laughs> it's not false. Also, two groups of things that are killed by psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, ooh, I just made a dead children joke. Anyway, Aww. is that where we are now? <laughs> I go to the bathroom for like forty seconds. Oh and my I god, come back and we're making jokes about dead kids. Speaking of dead kids, <laughs> speaking um, of, we kind of touched on it a little bit. But do you want to talk about Jean Benet Ramsey? Yes, yeah, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> I already said. I Who like, the, doesn't? The brother, the brother fucking did it. I'm also on Weird team pineapple. Burke did it. I'm on team Burke did it. It was an accident. He they got into a fight. They. He hit her, and then mom and dad were like, oh, shit, we got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, no, the brother definitely killed her. Do we all agree? Do you have an ad- do you have a dissenting opinion? I'm going to go with, like, a Stephen King answer and be like, there was some sort of paranormal thing that happened, and someone broke in from another realm and murdered to fuck up a timeline or something. Mm. How long has it been since the murder? Because it's about 30 years, so it'll show up in a new book soon. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. been the, it was the answer. The answer will show up in the next Stephen King book soon. It's been twenty two years, years later. It was nineteen ninety six. Okay, twenty two. years. I just wanted to make a weird joke about how Stephen King threads things into novels. Thirty well, fucking yes. years later. Okay, thirty five. We'll <laughs> we'll talk about Stephen King for my episode. yeah. We're gonna yeah, do yeah, a yeah. Stephen that's, King episode. That's with my her. episode because I, I know everything. Good choice. 
good yeah. choice. Don't get me started on King because I won't stop. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jominate. We can't. We promised. We promised Matt that we wouldn't talk about <laughs> oh, it. Yes. Until. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember that. I mean, that's one, too, though, that it's just that it's still so consistently in the news. I remember it being in the news. God, I mean, like, yeah, it happened in 96. So I remember seeing it on newsstands when it happened. But like forever it was on the cover of the National Enquirer, like, for years. Still it shows up. Still, it still shows up. She's still there. It is not weird for us to see her face on a weird magazine. In the grocery store, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, that poor which little is insane. Girl. Like, her whole life has just become a commodity because she got murdered. Once again, it's that small, Although she was a pretty little white girl. Yeah, she was a beauty queen. So her beauty queen. So her life was kind of already commoditized but yeah commodified. people want to know what happened to that cute little white girl yeah. we can't be losing white girls if we lose small white girls what what is this society coming to yeah mm-hmm. i like there are so many missing black women and murdered black children that deserve to have their cases murdered and be on the front of every fucking newspaper yes in the goddamn but there's country. a backlog of but instead we're still thousand we're still talking about john benet ramsey more, probably more way more way yeah. more than that and here we are we're like oh john benet ramsey and there's a i mean there's just a fuckload of kids and w- women of color that we've never we have no we idea nev- we don't even know and we names. never ever will because no. they're just sitting there collecting dust you know one of the one of the most prolific um serial killers of the modern age was the cleveland strangler mm-hmm. who was a black man had all black victims and you kind of know about him but not really like yeah it happened really fucking recently as well i think i wrote down all mm-hmm. their names um, yeah, An- Anthony Sowell, he was arrested in 2009 mm-hmm. for wow. upwards of 13 rapes and the murders of at least 11 black women, probably more, over a two-year period. Jesus. They yeah. said, he his neighbor said his house fucking reeked. So he just snapped? He kill- He just, he would invite women over, he'd start having, like, sexy time, he'd strangle them, and then he'd keep their bodies. Did he 11 of them. sex with them probably i mean yeah. maybe but you have to also think that as the more women he kept the harder it was to get them to stay and start having sex yeah you walk into a house you're like no oh, it smells like dead bodies in but here yeah let's make out his neighbor said no. you could smell it down the block and yet he still got people over and the police came and they found all these bodies that he'd kept over a two-year period um and again some of them were so like badly decomposed um <sighs> it, it, there was like a head in a bucket um fun yeah and you barely hear about that yeah yeah but so even murder is racist yeah Yeah. even well at least murder reporting yeah the media is just oh for sure though super racist though i saw i saw you had notes on this too and i do want to talk about it and it is kind of related the uh, idea of armchair detectives. And uh, we started talking about it a little bit yeah. with the internet, saying that the internet has made it easier but also harder. Like, you do, I mean, and that's the, I think that's the, the way true crime often justifies itself is yeah. you then, you know, you'll then have that episode of Law and Order where the guy who was really into true crime blog solves the mystery. I just watched one on uh, Netflix, that new Netflix show with Josh Groban, The Good Cop. There's one whole episode about a guy who, like, likes true crime and uh like manages to like solve this cold case because he was just like reading things that's getting high michelle Mac- mcnamara yeah. she ran a blog so like and that's that and that's did. how a lot of exploitative true crime justifies itself by saying like oh well we're outsourcing it you know we're we're gonna get tips from people but the jinx 
Yeah. You guys see the documentary, The Jinx? No. Yes. Uh, he, like, ad- basically admits confessed it on, on camera. camera. He confessed on camera. Not on camera. On, on camera, his, but on his, his lap. He had his mic. He, he had a hot mic. <gasps> and he was like, "What did you do?" He's like, "You, you killed you him. Killed you killed them all. all." He's like talking to himself. It was um, um, uh, fuck. What's his name? Holy shit, Robert. Uh, that is like that. Man, that's like movie shit. Yeah. That's Hollywood it is. status. It's a documentary. Shit. It's a multi-part documentary. It's a limited series on HBO they did a couple years ago. The Jinx. And he, uh, and he goes in the bathroom and he has his hot mic on and he's talking to himself in the third person. So it's not like... Robert Durst. Robert, Durst. Robert Durst. Robert Durst. Like Robert it's Durst. directed by Andrew Jarecki, um, who's got like a weird relationship with Robert Durst. But yeah, he basically confesses. Um, and now he's he was uh he was arrested uh about it's to really board a flight good. to Mexico I believe yeah and now yep. he's awaiting trial so it's a really interesting especially like nowadays in our our because and the other the, god the the crazy thing about the Jinx is it came out pre twenty sixteen so he's very much like when you watch the thing and you like go back and look at it now he's very much like a like a Trump esque character in a way mm-hmm. and that he grew up in this like really rich this really rich new york real old estate money. family this new york real estate family and like ran in those same kind of circles and like so like watching that now in the tire fire that is 2018 is also really interesting uh but like oh uh point is the world is a nightmare uh um, yeah serial got on a new trial yeah um so we're gonna see what see happens goes, yeah right. he might yeah. He might be out of prison. Did you uh did you listen to S Town? I did. I'm more than halfway through. So you can feel free to spoil it for me. It's it's totally fine. I'm I'm not concerned about it. But what did you think about S Town? I thought so S Town is really interesting because they the way they pitched it and the way it starts out, it seems like this true crime thing. Um then it just becomes about this guy. Yeah. They just find this guy really fascinating. He's super fascinating yeah. though. He's um and I felt like it was it was some of the most beautiful journalism mm-hmm. I'd it ever. Truly was. It, it it was like the new great American novel because it was it, you had this character that was like the old like early 20th century like great American mm-hmm. everyman characters. Um, who just so happened to be a complete genius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, y- I'm I'm really glad you actually said the word journalism because that was something I was going to bring up is that's another thing that like when you were talking about that other shitty guy that podcasts in a way are still to a degree the Wild West as is to a degree true crime things because they are semi-fictionalized accounts of certain things and, and they are not it, it, at a certain point like I there is some like brand loyalty to serial people believe that serial is doing the right thing but there's like that guy you know lifting 911 calls all these other things they're things that are not actually the true ethics of journalism they're yeah. not journalism they're not proper reporting techniques they're not it's proper investigative techniques they're not they're not following police procedure or journalistic procedure in a lot of a lot of times and so it is it is you know this weird middle ground where like what right do you have to pull this? Like, did you ask for permission before you yeah. decided to cover this case or did you just jump in and do it? Did you just decide that, you know, I, as, as coming from a journalism background, like that's the one thing that drives me crazy is when people take it, like it is real journalism. Yeah. Like it can be beautifully written, but it's not, unless it follows certain standards, it's not journalism. journalism. And 
that's one of the scarier things about all media in uh, in our current era um, is sensational media is kind of replacing journalism yeah. because it's it's more interesting and uh, it's ratings. It's what it's people watch. It's more exciting. It's sexier, and and I'm guilty of uh, of of uh, oh, yeah. falling into that as much as anybody else. I'm guilty of the clicks. Oh yeah. Well, well, like I said, 2018 is a nightmare, and sometimes your brain just wants to watch the world burn, so you want to click and read about the next horrible thing that happened because it'll distract you from the other horrible thing that's happening. Mm. And it's just, it's just a snowball effect. It's just a snowball trash. effect. Yeah. It's a trash ball effect. Let's go to let's go to the junkyard, kids, and have a trash ball fight. I thrive in a trash heap, darling. I thrive. It's so great to build like, a trash fort. It's so great to watch, like to to really delve into a true crime case and get to like just live in the world of that dumpster fire uh, when everything is so stressful yeah. and horrible all the time as well. Like, um, especially again, I'm a huge fan of unsolved crimes, mm-hmm. where I feel like I'm so close. To justice mm-hmm. is a good feeling. In a in in a world that is increasingly um, unjust and and confusing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is there anything else on your notes we didn't touch on that you wanna wanna talk about in conclusion? Yeah. Um, I don't know why we're. Hold on. <laughs> Making a murderer. <laughs> What's your opinion on that? So, I mean, obviously you watched it. I would yeah, assume. Yeah, obviously I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was uh, really fun. Um, Very fun. Uh, he is another one where I'm like, uh, he probably did it, um, but maybe not. I, I think the, that he was um, – it's, it's, it's another example like Serial in a way. Uh, where it was a, an example of our justice system not working the way it's supposed to, and he uh, mm-hmm. was convicted uh, under evidence that was probably planted. Um, police often think that they have the right guy, and they probably do a, a lot of the time, but it doesn't mean that they can plant evidence. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I think he was a complete scapegoat. I don't. Um, I think Brendan, his Br- yeah, cousin, Brendan definitely was hundred. They fucking one hundred percent. With him, I'm not sure, um, but it's it's the sa- I feel the same way about Adnan. I go back and forth all the time. Adnan, yeah. I think I'm leaning a little bit more uh, on innocent, and um, just because of some other evidence that wasn't gone over in um, in serial. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I go back and forth all the time. Um, but I'm like, somebody can be guilty as fuck. Oh, <coughs> Jay Simpson, um, <laughs> but it doesn't give law enforcement the right to conduct a shoddy investigation. Mm-hmm. No. Not you at need all. to not make sure that your case is airtight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Standards, you know, holding yourself to them is extremely important, especially if you're law enforcement. I was on a jury you hear once. Hear that? Hold yourself yeah. to some sort of standard. I was on Fuck. a jury once where we uh we acquitted the guy even though we were pretty sure he did it because they did not it was not a murder we did not acquit a murderer it was a dude that made every wrong choice you could possibly make after he accidentally rear-ended someone just to be clear (laughs) i acquitted a murderer today hooray no 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 to the streets with you Uh, at worst this guy was a moron um (laughs) reasonable doubt though yeah but yeah well on that note 
watch everything that you watch or read or see or listen to with a grain of salt because there's always reasonable doubt and we live in a weird, weird time. And everything you love is problematic. Everything you love is problematic. But Everyone I'm you love is problematic. For sure. Have a list <laughs> of, problematic. of like weird crimes that I'm going to go Google as soon as we're done because now I want to remember them. If everything is problematic, does that mean nothing is problematic? I don't know. Everything is problematic and we're always working towards making it better. Yes. Are we? The, the well, human we, we did discuss. We did discuss a lot of the ups and downs of this. We're trying to be fair. <laughs> the human condition is that of being born into sin. Look, we're, we're trying, trying to, to end the. We're trying to end the episode being on being a oh, more no. holy person. Welcome to my cult. You know what? <laughs> Eve was hungry. She needed a goddamn <laughs> snack. It's not her fucking fault. The end. And on that <laughs> note, um, we've now come to the, the, the plugs section. As usual, uh, you can find me everywhere online at, at girladactyl. You can follow the podcast at intuitpod. Um, JJ doesn't really use the internet. Uh, I mean, she does, but she that's up to her if she wants Wikipedia. to tell you, you. Look at her. You can find me on Instagram. I don't do the Twitter. I've no. tried twice. I had a Twitter Good for where you. I just tweeted entirely when i was drunk good mm. i don't even know what it, I, don't, I have no idea what the even drunk the handle twitter. was i have a secret twitter where i do that nobody yeah. knows about it's just me yelling yeah. that's all twitter is all twitter is is everybody yelling find me on instagram at people of oz yeah I post photos of my dog she does she has a lot of she's a very good dog and 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 amanda hootman if people wanted to follow you on get more amanda hootman content on yeah, the internet get more amanda hootman.com um that oh i should buy that i should buy that web address get, get more amanda, amanda hoopman dot com dot com um <laughs> you can find me on twitter at miss hoopman that's miss then the sound that an owl makes then man uh that's a way to describe it Good you job. can nice. find me at miss oh wait no that's that's my twitter uh you can find me at a hooters on instagram um and hey if you want to see uh me doing the acting thing um look up Buffy Kills Edward which is a musical parody web series that I was just in uh it is all on YouTube and I play uh feminist icon gay icon Willow Rosenberg it's fucking it amazing. is really good I went to the went to the premiere for that written by we Laura Wiley drunk. who is a goddamn genius yeah she is Laura Wiley feminist icon as well <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah, so I don't have anything to plug. I'm not Brandon. Brandon's probably got a show coming up or something. I'm a really good wife, guys. I pay attention to what he does. <laughs> um, thank you, as always, to Kaylin West and Tiny Stills for the use of our theme song. Starting over is a lot like giving up off the album. Falling is like flying. Yes, I didn't do that backwards this time. Okay, cool. Brandon's going to hate editing this episode. Yeah. Thank you so Brandon much, ladies. Brandon suck it. Thank you Brandon. so much for doing this with me. And, um... And I love you both. And uh, everybody stay safe out there. Oh, oh, I have oh, something to plug. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. my episode of I Think You'd Be yeah. Into It, uh, talking about Stephen King focusing mainly on the Dark Tower series and how it changed my life and the life of many a weird person. Yeah, so we're going to do that one do soon. That and Look it out for it. see me really, really dive into my obsession and black out talking about Stephen King <laughs> and how he is maybe a god. Yay! Don't yeah. tell him I said that, but go to his head. He's a very good corgi. Ugh. He's a very good everything. Everything. People from Maine, you guys. People he doesn't write Maine. about fucking Maine. I'm from New England. Mainers. Whatever. 
Mainers. Yeah. Fucking dairy. Mainers are uh. weird. Anyway, podcast over. Bye.